Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes, a real-play Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson, and your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha Sam Brewster. This time, pants are not mandatory. George Gallagher as Chuck Blaine. Sorry, that was my quip, I guess. And Matt Zielish as Daniel Williams. Wait, pants were mandatory last time? Well, I'm in trouble. Yeah, we meant to mention that in the meeting. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Doing well. What are we What are we eating and drinking? I am drinking R.J. Rocker's Brown Eyed Squirrel. I'm eating a pumpkin bar. Is that a kind bar? Yeah, no, it's a making me fat bar. His girlfriend bakes a lot. Hardcore stoner. Obsessive amounts of marijuana. Every day is 4:20 at George's house. All right. Before we go any further, uh, we need to take a moment and have a word from our sponsor. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you sick and tired of wasting literal minutes of your life trying to get your baby back to that newborn shine? Hate spending that hard-earned free time cleaning up the kid for the in-laws? Well, waste no more with West Lab's new and improved Bokrug Baby Wipes. Now with 90% real baby. That's right. While our competitors' wipes may stop at 35 or 40%, we go further for your convenience. Our new baby wipes are made with only the finest, organic, free-range, non-GMO babies that money can buy in Sarna. Why? Because you deserve better! Using the latest cutting-edge technology, we squeeze every last little bit of goodness out of every one of our babies. What about the leftovers, you may ask? Oh, <laughs> well... Herbert West Labs is proud to announce that this is now a 100% lossless operation. We take what's left over and put it right back into your hands by incorporating it into our award-winning Bassetan baby powder for those extra itchy areas. With our comprehensive line of baby products, you can get the job done better, faster, and cheaper. Herbert West Labs. Remember, kids, if it's not West, it's not the best. When we last left our investigators, uh, Daniel, after stowing away in the trunk of Tony's 1950 Bel Air, not Corsair, he finds himself stranded and alone in the desert night until a thin, shadowy figure approaches the abandoned car. Chuck attempted to follow a shadowy figure in the Jeep, but got caught on rocks out in the desert. He hiked to the road, hitched a ride back to the film set from a trucker, then Tony gave him a lift back to the Jeep in William's car. On the road back, they encounter Dave Parker walking. Sam, holed up with the town librarian, Katie Moore, in a four-day effort to read and understand the spells contained within the Book of the Underlands. After the first night of reading and study, staying at Katie's place, she awoke to find Katie crouching above her, puking green fluid onto her face. So let's pick up with Chuck first. You see uh, Dave Parker walking alongside the road. All right, I'm going to swerve and hit him. Let's end this now. Tony actually is driving. You tried that last time. Roll for swerve. Tony goes, uh, what the fuck was he doing? And he pulls over until uh, uh, Dave Parker is standing in the headlights. He looks a little bit dazed. I'm just going to get out and sort of stand in the door and call out to him. And Tony does the same thing. He gets out and sort of stands there and, and sort of looks at you quizzically while you call to Dave. Uh, Dave, Dave uh, 
you know, waves his hands a little bit. Then he squints and he sees it's uh, you and Tony. And he walks up with a big uh, wash of relief on his face. He's like, oh my God, thank God you guys came here. Uh, My my car broke down in the desert. We got to get to it right away. It's actually your car, Tony. Your other car is also broken down in the desert. So which one do you want to take care of first? What do you mean? I went to, I tried to take your Jeep to Yorba Linda to get a part, or at least to see if anyone was open. But I kind of got lost and lost the road and stuck. Okay, that's not important right now. We, we need to get to my car, or Tony's car. Why? What's so important about that? Just trust me. We, we've got to get there. Is there something we should know that's so important? No, no. I just I, I don't want Tony to get in trouble, and you know, it's, it's out there all by itself, and I, I remember I left the lights on. All right, but your Jeep is also out in the middle of nowhere, and the longer we wait to go get your Jeep, the more likely it is I'll forget where it is. Well, we'll, we'll get them both. We'll get them both. So he, he climbs right in the back seat. And Tony gets back in. Whatever he says, let's do it. He says, uh, yeah, just it's right up here, just a trail right up here. And Tony drives for a little bit, slowing down, and then pulls into the dirt track where you, you once went before. Dave is sort of hunched over the back seat, kind of looking fearfully, fretfully looking here and there out through the window. David, why why did you ever get out of the car? Uh, it was uh, it, it got stuck. It just I couldn't get it started again. It flooded out or something. Tony crawls along and he gets to the spot where you know that the Jeep is off the road and the, the headlights catch a little bit of the glimmer of the uh, of the Jeep. Tony pulls over uh, where the Jeep is maybe 30 yards off the road, stuck on rocks. He's like, he looks over at you. Chuck, should we go on or? Yeah, let's, we can grab it. Uh, do you have any kind of cables or rope or chains or anything? I, I'm pretty sure the three of us can probably get it off the rocks. Come on, Dave. And Dave's like, uh, no, I'll just, I'll wait right here. Uh, we need your help, Dave. Well, well, I mean, uh, do you, do you have a gun or anything? Dave, either you help us move the Jeep or we keep the Jeep here and you don't have your Jeep anymore. Okay. He, uh, climbs out, still looking towards the foothills and softly closes the door and then follows you towards the Jeep. I don't have a role for rocking, pushing, shoving. It's pretty obvious that within, uh, 15 minutes you guys can un- hook it from the rocks that it's stuck on, and push it back far enough to where it can get out on its own. Let's do that, then. We guys get the uh, Jeep back on the road, and Dave's like, okay, well, I'm just going to take the Jeep, and I'll, ha- I'll meet you guys back at the film set. Well, we don't know where the car is, Dave. Uh, it's just, just keep going up. It's a little ways away. Dave, we don't know where the car is. Just follow the track. You'll, you'll get it. It's just up there a little ways. If Tony's fine with that, then whatever. Tony's like, all right, we'll meet you back there, Dave. Come on, Chuck. All right, let's get going, then. You climb back in, and uh, Tony drives further along the track. Uh, Dave uh, takes his Jeep and heads back towards the uh, highway. 200 yards up the road, you spot the uh, taillights. Looks like the uh, car is now off, and it's all enclosed in darkness. Great. Did he keep the... He didn't even leave the keys in there, did he? Otherwise, Daniel would have gotten out. Tony pulls up about 30 feet away and stops. He's like, uh, you want you want me to drive it back? I, I can. It's my car. I can grab it if you want to take the Williams back. All right, let's go look. Let's go see if what we got going. If the car will even start. So I assume you walk to the Bel Air. Yeah, and the, check the driver's door. Why don't you give me a spot check? All right. You needed a forty-five or below, and you rolled a ninety-seven. That's a failure. So uh, you look in, and yeah, you see there are keys in the ignition that are just turned off. But I will get in and try to start it. Okay, it starts right up after a little bit of a sluggish dead battery, and Tony's like. Okay, looks like we're good to go. Uh, you want to drive that one back, or do you want the... Well, it's your car. Why don't you drive it? Yeah, okay. He climbs in, 
and says, uh, I guess I'll just meet you back. Yeah, why don't you uh, lead the way? He uh, backs up slightly and pulls a Yui and then uh, drives past uh, William's car and then waits for you to get back into William's car to follow. I'm going to hop in then and take off after him. Uh, you guys are about halfway down up to about where the Jeep was, just before where the Jeep is stuck. And then suddenly uh, Tony slams on the brakes. I'm going to pull up next to him. He gets out of the driver's side and he's like, do you hear that? No. Why don't you give me a listen roll? Is that a thing? It is a thing. Oh, I have a good thing. How do I, why do I have a good... Why did I put points in that? That's stupid. Oh. And it still didn't help You did a 50, and you rolled a 53. A slight failure. And Tony's like, he listens for a minute, and he doesn't He doesn't quite hear what he thought he heard. He's like, oh, it must be a ma- my imagination. It's getting kind of late. And he, he climbs back in his car. All right. Well, I'll keep following him. You guys get back on the highway, drive back up to the film site, pull in. Uh, there's... No indication of Dave Parker's Jeep. Of course not. Why would there be? Let's see. I know Daniel's in the trunk, right? Didn't we plan that out? I'm going to tell Tony that uh, I'll take a look at his car and uh, check for damage because I am I used to be a mechanic. Okay, we'll have at it. It's brand new, though. Be careful with it. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to check the underside make sure nothing got knocked around on the All rocks. Right. Great. I'll, uh, I got some work to do, so just give me a holler. I'm going back to my shack. I guess I should let Daniel out. I think I'm just going to toy with him first a little bit, you know, knock on the trunk a couple times. You, you don't you don't, you don't, don't hear anything? All right, I'll let him out. Okay, you crack open the trunk, and it's empty. Daniel. Apparently, I just I just, I just, just pulled a, uh, a magic trick of my own. Ta-da! You open the trunk, and instead of me, there's a large white Bengal tiger. That would be a cool trick. Daniel. Uh, as you were waiting for anybody, anybody to come to your rescue, you were just sort of huddling there, and you heard that scratching noise coming closer and closer. And then you saw the back seat start to move slightly. And that's when you rolled out of the back of the trunk and darted to the foothills. Seems like a sensible thing to do. I wanted you to die. Can't one of us die? Uh, and you, you are you were so full of fear that you actually hoofed it about 50 yards out around the base of the foothill going slightly north that you knew that the film site was you know essentially around one of the uh, the larger foothills there and you didn't even look back you were so scared uh, but then you hear some what it sounds like motors and uh, you sort of hide out in the scrub because you heard something dark through the under underbrush close by so you kept very still and you thought you heard some voices and then you realized that oh shit it's probably chuck getting the cars and so you ran back out to the track and were yelling and you thought they heard you when tony stopped and got out of the car but they didn't hear you so they kept going mother you you are um if you look at the map <laughs> You're uh, the and, 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 you, and you and you see where it says bel air yeah. You are right about the upper left corner of the B. So I'm going to need you to give me a... Let's do luck. All right. You needed a 65 or below, and you rolled a 60, so that's pretty lucky. In the moonlight, you do see some tracks that led away from where the Bel Air was, but moving northwest into the foothills. And they are slightly humanoid with... Maybe about a size 15 shoe, but it looks like barefoot with claw tips. Damn creepy clowns. Only good things could happen from following those tracks is what I'm thinking. There could be no repercussions. So you have tracks moving away into the foothills, and then you have 
obviously the track heading back to the highway. At the behest of my compatriots, I'm going to follow the tracks back to the highway. Are you going to uh, be attempting stealth or anything like that, or just whistling and walking? I feel like there should be a middle ground between those two options. Hello, my baby! I'm going to be putting on a full Broadway performance of Cats. Not Cats, please. Uh, I'm going to try and be as quick and as quiet as I can, because whatever is out there might still be out there. What an astute observation that things don't just disappear. Give me a stealth roll. But instead, I walk into a bucket factory. You needed a 20, and you got rolled an 82, which is a failure. So you're you're not quite sure how stealthy. You think you're being pretty stealthy. I really thought singing the Mission Impossible theme song made you invisible. <laughs> it does, Matt. You first singing it wrong. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. Boodaloo. It's the boodaloo that gave you away. Damn it. You boodaloo too hard. Boodaloo too electric boodaloo. Sam. Antha. You awake. Katie is above you. It's morning. She says, wake up, wake up. How, how you feeling? I had the strangest dream. What What was it? I don't even know if I can remember it. It's just the, the feeling of terror. Oh, it's the book. The book is messing with you already. Yeah, that must be it. Well, like I said, it's a dangerous thing when you chose to undertake that. I have to see it through. I understand. That's exactly what my grandmother would have done. Chorizo bagels? Yes! <laughs> I happen to have it right here. Let's do it. It is the Southwest, right? <laughs> That's right. I love it. Hot shooting out the end. Pew! So she uh, she fixes you some breakfast and then eventually takes you back to the uh, library to continue your studies. Roll for breakfast eating. You choke and die. Game over. So let's flash back to Chuck at the film site the previous night. Previous night? I didn't know we time traveled. Yeah. I just wanted to get Brian out of the way. Sam out of the way. Since I knew she wasn't doing much. So the trunk is empty. What happened to... What's his name? Tony? Tony's in the shack doing some work, catching up on work. I'm going to go talk to him. It's the love shack. He's like, uh, yeah, is it? how's the car? Not too bad, but I think I should take it out for a quick test drive if you don't mind to make sure everything looks right. Okay, but just stay out of the rocks. I will. I'll stay on the road. William said to trust you. He gives you the keys. All right, I'm going to hop in the car and head south on the freeway. It's not too long. You Basically, you get to where the dirt track begins, and you see Daniel all dusty and sweating, just meeting the highway as you as you uh, meet the dirt track. Boy, that's convenient. I didn't see that coming. His eyes are like the size of saucers. With kittens licking them. Oh, boy. All right, I'm going to pull over and... Go pick him up. All right, Dan, what happened? So, you're not going to believe this, but I was, you know... You're right. In the trunk, <laughs> and and the car had stopped. So I was like, you know, maybe maybe he's off doing something. So I waited a bit, and I uh, peeked my head out from behind the seats, and he was just flat out gone. No one there, no one around. I couldn't figure out any tracks or anything. And I figured, you know, he'd be coming back eventually, so I just kind of shut the headlights off so that the car wouldn't die, and uh, climbed back into the trunk. And uh, after that, uh, well, there was this, you know, I, well, I was I was waiting, and uh, all of a sudden there were, you know, crickets everywhere, and there's not the kind that you eat, like live crickets, and I, I poked my head out to see if I could figure out what was happening, and there was this really like tall skinny dude in the darkness like coming at me so i may have squeaked like a little girl and then rolled back into the trunk and at what point did you decide that the keys that were in the ignition shouldn't have just been used to drive away it was really dark okay like really dark oh yeah i forgot that the keys require light to be used so i was hanging out for a while and i heard 
something tapping and scratching around the outside of the car. So as soon as that noise moved forward, I uh, kind of army rolled out of the back of the trunk and booked it around the foothills because I didn't want to die, despite how much I know you want me to. You're not wrong. Hop in. That's when he discovered his boyfriend hanging from a tree, dead, as its nails were scratching Or I made my way to the highway. There were a set of weird-looking tracks in the dirt. Like, dude with really big shoes, but he wasn't wearing shoes, and it had, like, claws, and I decided not to follow. Okay, that's comforting. Look at the bones! With this car, we're not going to be doing any off-roading. Didn't, don't we still have David's Jeep, though? I mean, you, you only cut the fuel line, couldn't you? David's got his Jeep. I thought you cut the fuel line. Well, yeah, then I uncut it. I used superglue. Sponsor us, superglue. Hashtag no sponsor. Testers, right? Testers is modeling glue. We used some nice quality tester trademarked um, superglue. Fix the fuel line. But uh, anyway, he's got it and he's gone. He's missing, of course. So get in. We're not going to follow those tracks, at least not today. Okay. I'm going to hop into the car with the boss. And let's head back. Reluctantly. You ride back at the film set. Uh, all appears to be normal. It is getting l- quite late. Still no David. No. Let's call it a night. I got nothing else. At least not now. Uh, you return to the barracks and uh, collapse in a heap to sleep the night away. All right. Next morning, you awake. Birds are chirping. I had chorizo bagels. Uh, Sam had chorizo bagels, which was amazing. No, it'd be uh, sun-dried tomato bagels with chorizo uh, sausage gravy on top. Or jalapeno bagels. That's, that's, how Katie, that's how Katie rolls. Asiago jalapeno butternut squash. <laughs> Spaghetti. It's Italian. It's Italian. Hey, you remember that nice Italian place in town? So, uh, Chuck and uh, Daniel, you wake up, awaken, and everybody is awakened before you, of course. It sounds like they're getting ready for another heavy day of shooting. I don't know what in the world we're going to do. Uh, we should probably look to see if David came back at some point in the night. Yeah, let's go check. Although, I really, honestly, at this point, I don't even know what I would make of it if he were here or weren't. His Jeep is there. Looks pretty dusty. Let us go see if the keys are in it. It's locked. Damn. No keys. It's locked. Not that you can tell. No, there's nothing in the ignition anyways. Let's go just check on him and see what his state is. Uh, he appears to be in a uh, scene right now. He's working over towards the saloon. Uh, looks like there's a pivotal scene going on. Everybody seems to be doing double time. With the Jeep, how visible is it? Like, if we go and try to mess with the Jeep, are a lot of people around who are going to see it? Or is it kind of tucked away behind his trailer or what? It's parked next to and behind the trailer, so it's um, it's pretty visible. So we can't just, like, waltz in there and start screwing with his car? No, but the Jeep doesn't dance, so that probably wouldn't work. Does it know how to tango? He just said it doesn't dance, Matt. Pay attention. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me they don't dance. You know, I was once in a whole town where dancing was prohibited. I was going to say Kevin Bacon was the only one who could solve that problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the Jeep is quite visible. Curses. What do you think, Dan? I got nothing right now. We know that he's involved in this somehow. I know, but we can't get any more than that. I want to follow the tracks, but we have to get into his Jeep to do that. Don't think... We could possibly get away with screwing his car up again and getting him to take the other vehicle. Uh, that trick might work once, but... I agree. Especially with... It's a lot more visible now that it's daytime. We might have to go to Sam for a little while, at least. I'm reading a book. We can actually shift to Sam uh, relatively quickly because, Sam, you do, after about an hour or two of study uh, in the bowels of the library, you do run across an interesting bit of information. Someone put this on the wiki. It appears that the gaunt requires six victims. And then they disappear. How many victims? I think we're at four. No, five? There's three guys from the movie set. And weren't there only two? 
It was the camera guy and the migrant. No, there were two at first, and then there was a third later. The third was while we were here, after your night of debauchery, drunken bonfire. I don't remember that. That's six. And then the doctor and Bill and the wino. That's six. Yeah, we have six. So you should be disappearing. Problem solved. Let's go home, guys. But, no... <laughs> But it, he would have disappeared after the bonfire right. thing, which was a while ago. So something's wrong. Something's wrong. Maybe there's more than one of them. We assume there's only one. That's what I was just thinking. Just because we haven't seen more than one in the same place doesn't mean there's only one. It's the only thing that makes sense. By the way, has no one mentioned the, the whole invulnerable in battle thing, or are we just going to let that slide? No, I said it. I said it last when I called you on the phone. That is uh, disconcerting. That's why I'm reading this book to hope hopefully find something that can help us fight it. We also know that they're not, you know, allowed out during daytime. So all we really have to do is find them and you dig them up. Just going for the whole desert. I'm going to I'm going to take a break from the book and I'm going to uh, go to a, a payphone. Okay, you can use the uh, library phone. It's right upstairs. Um, I'm going to call the movie set and see if I can get a hold of uh, Charles in charge. Uh, Katie's kind of looking at you strange, kind of not really eavesdropping, but just kind of concerned for you. Tony answers the phone at the film set. Yep. Hey, uh, Tony? Hi, this is Sam. Yeah, this is Sam. Is is George or Daniel around by chance? It's kind of an emergency. They've been sniffing around that Jeep. Hang on a sec. Hey, Chuck. Sam's on the line for you. Thank you. What's up? In the studies that I've been doing, I just came across something that's pretty damn interesting. The gaunt that we discussed, it only needs six victims before it disappears. How many do we have so far? I think we're at six. Unless someone's not dead. Unless someone's just missing because they're missing. Yeah. For for instance, the guy, the cameraman could have actually just left. Yeah, that's the first person that I thought of too. But I wanted to let you guys know that if there's another victim... We'll probably never get to see him again. This will never be solved. Good, let's sacrifice someone. <laughs> That's the end of the series. Hey, Daniel, can you wander around in the desert for a little bit? <laughs> Here's a gun. I've heard they're invulnerable in battle. Go find out. So what, what do you want me to do, boss? Since I found this information out, I don't know if it's if it's worth staying here another two days or three days and getting this finished up. Well, we don't know what even we're going to do when we find him. So maybe you could try to figure that out. Okay. Well, I'll keep studying then, and I'll see what I can come up with. Um, so far, it's uh, like it's it's allowing me to to summon or bring forth other creatures, and I'm wondering if they help fight against this. I, I have no idea. I, I need to do more studying to find more information. Yeah, just keep chugging along. Let me know what you find out. Okay. Just wanted to give you an update. All right, thanks. Yeah, get in that Jeep. That's not meta, right? I'm just guessing there's a Jeep, and I'm guessing you should get in it somehow. Sam, K- Katie uh, is looking at it. She's like, what, what's going on? I just found out some interesting information. I just wanted to pass along to my boss. Well, I overheard. What? Uh, what is this about the six victims? Um, I believe that the gaunt only needs six victims before it's satisfied. And it has six now? Who, who are they? So far we've been counting, but not positive on, the movie camera guy, the migrant worker, Bill the Wino, Will, his friend that... Bill saw pull out of there and got the doctor and the one that my boss just said that was pulled from the lot. I don't ever remember knowing that. Yeah, I don't either. So maybe there wasn't one. Let's just go with five because I think maybe we missed one somewhere. thought there was six and there's only five. We're at five victims, so I wanted to call and let him know right away. Okay, okay. Well, that sounds like the best thing to do. Now, did you say the doctor? Yeah. You didn't hear? 
No, what? Oh, he, he he's back. What? Yeah, he was he was mugged. They found him wandering around the uh, the rail yard. Uh, he sort of lost a little bit of his memory, but uh, he's he's at the hospital now. Did you know him? Uh, just briefly from the investigation and dinner at all the Italian restaurants in the land. Oh, she looks a little disappointed. Well, he he's he's at the hospital. And she goes back to reading her book. I'm going to get back to studying. Let me know if you want to take a lunch break. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll come down. Sounds good to me. Really good. So you head back down to continue your studies. Do, do, do. Losing my sanity. the book of the Underlands. Chuck and Daniel. I still got nothing. Chuck hangs up the phone, says to Tony, I still got nothing. Don't tell me what I did. Tony just sadly shakes his head. I'm going to, before I hang up the phone, I'm going to tell Daniel I don't got nothing. Double negatives. Then I'm going to hang up the phone. Having completed my sentence, ain't got no nothing, no how. That means I have something. Hey boss, if we wanted to, we could um, trek back out to the desert and see if we can't find those tracks. I mean, chances are they're, they're gone, buried under the sand. I don't know about doing it on foot we literally have nothing else but those tracks right now i still have the keys to tony's car i guess let's go for it as you drive away he just sort of glances up and shakes his head and goes back to his his work off we go going to vegas to our imminent death pretty much positive of that you drive out and hop on the track the dirt track and follow it out to where the Bel Air was parked and park, and I suppose get out and walk. Yeah, make sure we, I mean, we have weapons in our inventory. I want to make sure that we have those on us. Sure. Anything what else said? do we have in our inventory? Dan, you got anything good? I have my gun, my switchblade, a pack of cigarettes, my lighter, my keys, my wallet, and a flask. I said good. Not completely unnecessary. My whiskey flask is really great, especially on those days when you're just not quite there. All right, well, let's get to it. All right, so we're going to drive out there and hop out and start looking for the tracks. Uh, but we're na- I'm going to make sure that we avoid any uh, you know, rough terrain. So if we stumble upon that, that's when we're going to get out. Right about where the on the map where the Bel Air is indicated, the yellow spot, it, that's when it starts to get a little bit rough. Why don't you each give me a spot hidden roll or a track roll, whichever, whichever one is good for you. Oh, shoot! Wow, George, nicely done. So Chuck Chuck needed a 45 or below, and you rolled a 2, and Daniel rolled the exact opposite, a 98. Look at all that sand! So uh, you, you park the Bel Air, you know, search around, of course. Uh, Daniel just simply cannot remember where exactly he was, but Chuck immediately with his sharp, trained vision. And lack of sheer stupidity. You immediately spot tire tracks. Let's get going, let's start following him, I guess. We're this far anyway. Since you rolled so nicely, you you made an extreme spot hidden roll. You easily detect that these are tire treads from the Jeep. Well, isn't that fascinating? The Jeep never went this far last night. Didn't you say that uh, David took his Jeep once you had it fixed up? Went off on his own? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that, those were not my tire tracks. So, it's got to be him. Let's start walking. Will you carry me? I'm tired. So, you... Essentially keep walking to where the tracks are going. We need some tracking music. If you want to amuse yourself, just imagine the Benny Hill theme song playing in the background. <laughs> Chuck, since you rolled so nicely, and I love you so much, oh. you smell something. Sorry. And there goes our only hint. It smells like a dead animal. In the desert? Oh, that can only be one thing, a dead animal. I don't know, is smell something we can use to track something? Can we follow a smell? What are you, a bloodhound? Sure, yeah. Let's follow a smell. I suppose we could try it at least. Would that be a track roll? Actually, the smell is relatively easy to follow. As you follow 
the scent of that it gets stronger and stronger and you discover that it leads to a soft foothill and at the very top of the foothill is a huge shaft leading down there is a bunch of rubble uh, broken timbers and stones and there is just a disgusting stench coming from it chuck since i'm not gonna bother with daniel uh chuck why don't, why don't you give me a intelligence all right you need an 80 or below and you got 68 so that's a success you do notice that there is an absence of any kind of animal tracks around and that the plants that are around the mouth of the shaft are all dead and wilted. Well, to be fair, it's the desert, so seems reasonable. <laughs> Whereas some of the other stuff at the foothills is fine. So a few yards down the down the slope of the foothill, you do see normal cacti and, and other sort of shrubs and that are healthy. Well, what do we do, Dan? I do reckon we have found ourselves the den of one very nasty cult. Okay, try that again, but don't be so fucking annoying. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him keep to that because that's awesome. So, how deep are we talking here? Six inches. Hey, <laughs> you know, is this, a, is this like a let's just hop on down there, or is this like a let's throw a pebble and wait eight hours for it to hit the ground? So, tell me what you're doing. I'm looking into the hole for the bottom. Okay. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Because I don't know where my mouse is. Oh, you need a forty-five, and you, you rolled a forty-six, so that's a failure. You're not quite sure. It looks deep and black. Hey, boss, what you looking at? I was trying to find the ground. The shaft, you, you sort of, it's hard to tell because there's so much stone and timber and everything. But you, you can look into the shaft and it appears to just go down into blackness further than you can see. Can I pick something up nearby and toss it in? Yeah, there's there's plenty of rocks. So you, you toss it and it's about one, two, three, and you hear a faint tinkle. You, you might say it's pissing distance. <laughs> so I guess you could say that it's one pissing distance deep. It's three pissing distances. The approximate diameter of the hole? The hole appears to be about 10 feet in diameter, and but there's a bunch of stones and timbers and everything all above it. I want to look around at all the debris and see if I can't figure out maybe what that was before it all fell down. See if there's any kind of hints as to what was here before. Absolutely. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? Oh, that's too bad. Well, it, it does appear that once upon a time, and maybe in recent history, that doesn't look too old, but it looks like there's a part of a winch and some cabling, but it, it is collapsed. It's all like crushed down and and pretty much unusable. So, I mean, you you do know that at one point we're going to have to go down there, right? I wasn't sure about that because I was thinking we could just try to block off the top with the debris we got. Just start shoveling stuff in there and see if can I can't. Can, I mean, I don't really know how to do this. Can I just evaluate the area and do, does it seem like we have enough debris to sort of cover something up? Probably not without some heavy machinery. Bulldozer, whatever. And I left my op heavy machine skill on my other character too. Not that we like have any lying around. <laughs> Did anyone put anything in demolitions? We talked about oh, that. Oh, yes, I do. Actually, believe it or not, have 21 points in demolitions. So let's go find an Acme store and buy some TNT. The only thing with you buy it from Acme and it's only ever going to blow up when you don't want it to. Have you not watched the Roadrunner? Exactly, that's why you're doing it, not me. (laughs) Especially when Matt rolls. You don't need all your fingers. He needs a 20, he'll get a 99. Well, if if he'd quit packing the Bel Air trunk full of uh, nitroglycerin, you know, he might have a pretty good chance. Well, what do you think, Daniel? Should we try to just kind of blow the hole up and sort of implode it, collapse it in on itself? I don't know about you, the last thing in the world I want to do is go down there. I mean, do we have any access to any kind of explosives that we could use to collapse? No, but we also don't have access to an 80-foot ladder. We can go back to the movie set and see if the special effects guys have anything. An 80-foot ladder, Daniel. 
Don't be an ignorant slut. Oh, no, I keep one of those in my back pocket. Hold on. Sort of a mining area. I feel like TNT is a reasonable thing for us to find in your Belinda. That wasn't even invented yet. It's dynamite. TNT was around in the 1950s. No, the TV station? No, I'm talking about the song. Oh, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, no, no, just Teenage Ninja Turtles? Heroes in a Half Shell. Yeah, they were actually fully healthy Ninja Turtles. They were not mutants. I think that's our best bet, Daniel. I think we try and just blow this whole thing up. I like it. I'm not too fond of the 20 points you put demolition. Demolition is one of those things I like to be at 80. <laughs> yeah, you may want to be a little bit better at that. I say we take a crack at it and see what happens. Wait, 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 wait Daniel. What's your library use? Uh, 20? I am one point better in demolitions. <laughs> Maybe we try and read a book about demolitions. Is it a picture book? I think that's what we should do. I think we should go try and learn more about demolitions, find some dynamite, and uh, boom, bang, kapow. You know what? we need to do we need to um mark out the path back to this place so we don't lose it because that smell is going to disappear eventually we need to get back here hey, what do you plan to use for that Daniel? well we do have a lot of debris i mean take some of the the timbers that's not something that naturally shows up around here so as long as we leave you know like a, a trail of broken pieces of timber it might provide some sort of marker for us to get back here all right why not start gathering up bunches of uh wood that I can use to leave a marker trail of sorts so that we can get back here. It's pretty easily done. You can use, uh, leave some markers uh, every few yards or so and uh, and right back to the trail where the Bel Air is. Alright, let's go to the movie set. Let's drive over to the movie set. You drive back towards the movie set. Sam, you're in the basement studying away, still. Mm-hmm. Studying in the basement with Katie. <laughs> no, she's upstairs. She's mad at me. Also, she's upstairs and you're downstairs. Katie comes down and uh, she she says, uh, "Are you are you hungry?" Yeah, I'm famished. Well, I, I brought some uh, just some sandwiches from the uh, the deli. Do you want to eat down here? Sure. She brings down some tea and uh, and some sandwiches. Basically, just sits with you. Doesn't really say much. She's very quiet. She appears to be lost in thought. How's your day going, Katie? Oh. You know, it's okay. I'm just... You're a librarian, so kind of every day sucks. No, you know, it's uh, it's been uh, pretty crazy around here, what with a thin man running around. I guess I'm just a little bit on edge. Yeah. Do you have any more information, like personal experiences with him? Maybe something your grandma has told you with stories? or All I know is is what she told me uh, when I was a little girl and way too scared. She, she basically said that, uh, and my mom said the same thing, that the, the thin man would appear every so often, but then would disappear for a long stretch of time. Eventually, though, it would come back as if there were a reason for it to be here in this area. But it's been 40 years since we've seen it. I don't really know. I, I, I thought they had gotten rid of it uh, in my grandmother's time. Well, according to the book, there's, there's really no way to kill it that i found so far. Well, what do you know about it? Not really much. It lives underground. During the day, it can't stand light, but that's pretty much it. And I just found out that it needs six victims, and then it disappears. I'm wondering if that the victims are to sustain their feeding over that time period. Well, I thought there was something else. Well, that book that Daniel brought back, I was flipping through it, and it said something about he could be sealed beneath the earth with wards of gold. Wards of gold. I think that Katie is something special. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Oh, sorry. Not in a good way. Um, I'm wondering if she's either a ghast or a ghoul, and I need to figure out how to find this out. But why would she give me a book that would allow me to find out what she is? That's where I'm at. I'm at Big Hole Go Boom. (laughs) (laughs) We are at Big Hole Go Boom. I don't have a next step, honestly. 
Like, I really don't know where we're going from here. We'll make it up as we go along. Thankfully, uh, George, we have a full week to think about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just take your time, George. Yeah, we got a whole week. For right now, um, we're going to move on to a new segment that we call, it doesn't really have a name, it's just Recommendations of the Week. So each of us is going to recommend something that we think is really super cool. I would like to start off by recommending a card game called Cthulhu Gloom. I picked it up on Amazon after having watched Will Wheaton play the regular Gloom game on his tabletop series. This is a Cthulhu-themed version of that card game. It's a really interesting card game because it's a, if you've ever played Munchkin, where you're trying to sort of backstab your opponents, but also build up your own character by laying more cards on top of it to give it like a plus one sword or a shield or whatever. This is the exact opposite. It's sort of like the Adams Family. So you deal out a family of cards, so you have five members your family and what you want to try to do is kill your family members before anybody else kills theirs and so instead of playing bonuses on your characters you actually curse them or hurt them or drive them deeper and deeper into madness and and then eventually you can play a, a death card on them to sort of lock in the level that they go down but also at the same time you're healing your opponent's family so you want to keep them above ground, but you want to kill your own family. So it's a it's a reverse of that. And it's it's tongue-in-cheek. It's very funny. But it has sort of like an Adam's Family sense of humor, sort of black humor. And we played that. It's It was it was quite, quite fun. Because you can keep... Uh, the cards are transparent, so you can sort of keep layering effects upon effects on top of a character. And you can see it, and they sort of stack. So I thought that was really cool. So I wanted to uh, recommend Cthulhu Gloom. Brian, how about you? Um, I recently just ordered the Beer of the Month Club, or joined the Beer of the Month Club. I've done a couple uh, Candy of the Month Club and uh, Loot Crate and all those different things just to try some different ones out. This one is actually pretty interesting because you can pay for three months, six months, or a year in advance, and it's not a renewable subscription. If you don't like it, three months, you're done. If you do like it, you get a bonus for coming back. So I got my first delivery, 12 beers, microbrews from around the United States, and I'm, pr- I'm pretty pleased with it. I only started with the three-month subscription, so it's about 100 bucks, a little over. Every month, you get a new 12-pack. Uh, George, how about you? Cheer One, which is a cherry soda from Carolina, which is pretty popular in the Carolina area. Um, not so popular elsewhere, but if you can track it down, it is really good uh, and made with real sugar, which a lot of people are freaking out about nowadays. So if you're in that crowd, uh, it's another good option, but it's really good. Worth finding. Is it gluten-free? I don't know or care. It's GMO gluten-free. It's pure caro syrup. There's not even any. It's just water with uh, red food coloring in it. You have to pretend you taste it. How about you, Matt? What you what do you want to recommend this week? Uh, I have a lovely, lovely indie game called Offworld Trading Company. Uh, Offworld Trading Company is a fast-paced, strategy-based economic simulator. Basically what it is is you spawn in on Mars, and what you do is you're starting up your own company. And the whole point of the game is to grow your company as fast as possible to make the most amount of money to be able to buy out all the other companies so that you can totally monopolize the planet of Mars. Well, thank you for those recommendations, guys. We'll check those out. I did want to uh, give a quick shout-out to a podcast, another fellow podcast, uh, or I should say sister podcast. It's called Nightmares on Netflix. You can find them on Twitter at Nightmares on Net. And they are a couple young ladies who review horror films that you can find on Netflix. They're very funny, but they go in-depth with the films that they choose, and they both love horror films. So good job for those guys. Uh, Check them out. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Uh, We thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out from Beyond the Veil with any comments or reviews. You can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com and on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. 
or Reddit slash r slash the Lovecraft Tapes or Facebook slash Lovecraft Tapes. You can find me on Twitter at Boomstick Brew. If you want to enjoy any other lovely indie games, uh, I'm always pushing out recommendations. If you want to know what those are, you can come find me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. Uh, I'm on JDate. I just downloaded a Reddit app. I'm not sure what it means yet. It means you've read it. Oh, then I can delete it? Sweet. After you read it, you can delete it. All right. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Uh, have a good night. Bye. 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 The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2016. For more information and advertising opportunities, please send an email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.